Well, hi there. Uh, don't be scared. I'm just a lonesome traveler like yourself. But I would like to sit by your fire, warm up, and frankly, the company would be nice about now. Oh, and the name's Stovepipe. I'm a one-man band and a singer of tales. You see, I've been wandering this haunted forest that you make your camp in, not quite sure how my caravan even entered it. I just followed my horse. You know, it's probably safest for you to have someone with you right now. I've noticed the spirits, the wolves, the witches, the ghost children, they have surely increased their activity. Yes, friend, I've seen some strange things for sure. I've lived off some odd mushrooms that have made the branches of the trees around us bend even more. I've done bong grips with boogeymen. I've taken slumber in a witch's tent and listened to her spin her tales of woe, of black magic that's beyond our comprehension. Yes, I've met some fascinating people on these journeys. And really what our time together is going to be is bringing these fascinating people to you. And this week's guest is Silas J. Dirge. Silas is a country singer, songwriter, a composer, a spinner of tales and yarns, not afraid to go to dark places, but also find light there. And you don't have to go to Amsterdam to meet him. No, he's hopping on the caravan and coming to talk to us tonight. Welcome, Silas J. Dirge. We are now recording with Jan Kuiker, and uh, welcome to welcome to uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> thank, thank you. It's good to it's really really nice out here. <laughs> uh, so you put out a new album. Uh, what's the name of it? The name of the album is called "Is uh, the Poor Devil." Okay, right. The Poor Devil. The Poor Devil. And um, yeah, it's it's my it's a new album. It's my uh, second album. Um, and, um, you know, yeah, you listen to it, right? I think, yes. um, I've listened to it twice. Twice even. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think you're the first person to, to have heard it. Um, <laughs> apart from me and my girlfriend and my daughter. <laughs> right. <laughs> who, who, uh, I don't think they have to hear it again. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's my new album. It's going to be released, uh, January the 8th. Okay. And, um, but I'm thinking about putting it on Bandcamp maybe a, a bit earlier than that. I mean, I'm a bit, I'm a fan of Bandcamp. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. so much a fan of, you know, other right. streaming services. So I might want to give Bandcamp, you know, a heads up and, um, yeah, release artists, for... one. yeah, definitely. So what made you to decide to go more country? Your first album, uh, Tales of Woe was, was a little bit, it was like country folk, a little bit of rock. Uh, but it had a very dark edge, and the new one sort of does, but it's definitely a, I would file it in a record store under country. Uh, what uh, what ultimately led to the change uh, in uh, the decision to do that? I don't, I don't, I don't know for sure. Um, I think it's, it's, it was more of a natural, it was kind of a natural yeah. thing, kind of a natural um, evolution, so you will. Um, mm -hmm. I've always been into country music, um and i've listened to country music since i was like i don't know six seven years old mm -hmm. um listening to my sister's records so that's you know kind of deep rooted in me um 
and uh, and I always wanted to make a country record. Um, and Tills of Woe, um, you know that yeah, like you said, it's it's kind of it's a darker album. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of you know I always wanted to 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 write those songs and and tell those stories that yeah. I that I had, and uh, they fitted better with darker music, I think. Right. So I, yeah, it was kind of a. I don't know. And then I had these new stories that right. I, I felt like weren't as dark as the ones right. in Tales of Woe. So I kind of fitted the music with the stories that I had in yeah. mind and, 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 and vice versa. You know, I, I had some country songs that I didn't feel like f needed dark lyrics. So yeah, right. it was kind of a natural thing. And I don't, you know, I don't make a really conscious decision to, to write either dark or not so dark. Right. But, you know, yeah. this kind of felt natural. Uh, yeah. So, so um, I like I said I listened to it twice. When I when I listen to music, usually I first the first listen I just kind of take it all in. I don't really pay attention to any one thing. Uh, the second time I listened, I paid really close attention to like the musical compositions and the you know. Uh, but I haven't quite. Typically, the third or fourth is when I really listen to the lyrics. Mm -hmm. But I haven't really paid that much attention to the lyrics yet. So. Yeah, what no, what are a couple things, uh, either a, a couple themes you've written about in this one, or if you even want to be really specific, like if there's a couple stories in the songs um, that that uh, you wrote about? Oh, wow. Um, let me think. So, uh, yeah, the, the song is uh, 10, uh, the album is 10 songs on it. Um, yeah. And the first one is like really this, um, I wanted to write um no, I had this like really a bluesy thing in my head that I've always been playing on my guitar. Whenever I pick up a guitar, I play this first. You know, you have, most people have this chord that they play or they pick, they play, they pick something just mm -hmm. to get their guitar in tune. And I always played that particular thing and I decided to make that into a song. And it became this like this bluesy country um, thing and um, where I sing along with the picking of the guitar. So it's really basic. Mm -hmm. And it needed uh, like really basic lyrics, ly really simple lyrics. And okay. um, so that's a song about um, like a, like a, almost a country, almost like a cowboy song about a guy who uh, was being hung, was being lynched. Right. So it's still he, a little bit dark. <laughs> it's a little bit dark. Yeah. But it's more of a, of a, you know, the, uh, yeah. Well, the, the songs on Tales of Woe were more about death and, and the devil and about, right. Uh, about you know the afterlife and yeah and um more religious like, themes yeah and this one this song this first this first song on, on that album the new album is is more like you know um a man who is and maybe it's even a bit autobi autobiographical biographical i'm not sure um but it's about someone who, who, who lost his religion really and um and no he's going to be hanged and 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 um so he's saying this well um don't pity me because i'm not safe you know you'll see right. my, my grave and you know don't pity me i'm i'm dead but yeah. don't worry i'm, I'm gone right because yeah. he doesn't believe that he's gonna go to hell and he doesn't, doesn't right. believe in anything and that's okay what that song is about sorry and he's okay with that he's okay exactly and that's yeah, maybe that's maybe that's that's kind of the underlying thing of, yeah. of the whole album that you know it's yeah religion has always been a big part of my life 
um, and, 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 you know, I made a decision, decision not to go to church anymore and not to be um, connected with Christianity in that way. Right. Right. So, but it's always, it will always be a part of me. It's always you know? there. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know what, what it is, right? I mean, you yeah. were raised Christian. Right. And so it will always be a part of you. You can make a decision to not go to church anymore and to, right. you know, shove that part away, but it will always be there, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's good songs and good stories. It will always, yeah, that's yeah. a, that's the, that's the good thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the intro of the album. And, and, but I guess that sets kind of the vibe or the, 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 it, it puts you in the right mood for the rest of the album, I think. So I like that one as an intro and right. as a, an introduction for the album. It's the, it's the jumping off point that sets the, the mood for the rest of the album to some degree. Yeah, exactly. And then you have, um, I released two singles ahead of this album, Flowers on a Grave and uh, Devils in Town. And those are on this album as well. And Flowers on a Grave is really like a murder ballad. Yeah, it's a, yep, um, about... And about, that one was that uh, you said that's the one that was released earlier, yeah, and is now appearing on this album, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the second song uh, single is uh, "Devils in Town," which was also a single. Yep. And that's that that that's kind of a more of a darker song, which could have been a song on "Tales of Woe," uh, as you know, as far as as, as darkness it goes. Um, but you know, it's. Um, uh, I think that's the darkest song on the album. And that's about, the, you know, um, making a pact with the devil going wrong. You know, uh, the classic story of making a pact with the devil, which, you know. It's been around always, a long time. Yeah. You know, Faust, the Faust right. tales. Um, and um, yeah, Faust. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Faust. And, you know, and what's, what's yeah, the name of Robert Johnson? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking the other day, I was listening to a blues album, um, and and I've it's only been the last two years that I've revisited old blue, blues music. I've never heard hardly any of the Robert Johnson album uh, or songs. Uh, are you a big fan of him? No. <laughs> like I well, really don't know much about him except he's important. A and yeah. B. Um, his a lot of the reason why contemporary singers sing about deals with the devil is because of him. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true. Um, I know, I don't know a lot of his songs. I know a few of them. Um, but um, yeah, I, you know, he, he's, he's, he's kind of the, the a pioneer in that, in that, yeah. in that sense. But yeah, but no, I don't know a lot of his songs. No. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, but uh, yeah, it's definitely a, a fun thing to write about. Um, oh, uh, I, one thing I told myself is that I'm not going to bring COVID up very much during this interview because I don't want that to color the entirety of it. But one, the, the, one of the first things I thought of was that it's not like your new album's happy, but it's not as <laughs> dark as your other one. And I thought it was kind of ironic that during a dark, scary pandemic year, you write a less dark album. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But then again, most of those songs I had in my head and, and I have been writing for, for right. before COVID. So, right. um, but, but I finished recording them and, and, and producing them during COVID. Yeah, but I already had them. But, um, but Tales of Woe um, was an album that was created in, I think, a time span of four or five years. Okay. And, th and this album I, I wrote and recorded in a year and a half. Year and a half. So yeah. I think 
yeah, I think the last one and a half year have been a better period in my life than right. <laughs> the years before that. Yeah, more positive. Definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Though you know, some songs on that on this album are about you know a bit darker things about um, about depression and things like that. Not that I'm depressed or anything, but um, I don't know if you know the expression "the black dog." Black dog is on, like that's that's how some people call depression. Really? Um, uh, no, I, I haven't heard that. I've known plenty of depressed people. <laughs> I think Winston Churchill was the one who, who coined that expression. Okay. He, call, he calls his depression the black dog. You know, like black it's dog. always there. It's always there, and you can put it on the leash. Yeah. And um, but it will bite you once in once in a while. Right. And, yeah, that's a pretty good description. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I've I've never been really depressed, but I've have you know I've you been on, right there. Yeah. you know, almost depressed. So I know kind of what it feels to be on the edge of it, you know, and um, right. that's what Black Dog is. Yeah. So I have this song called Black Dog, which is about that. Gotcha. And, and, and okay. yeah, he's the one who coined that, that phrase, I think, or at least that's what people say. And then there's the last song on the album, which is Dolly Shot, which is kind of my, that's my most personal song. I think it's a song that has, it starts with a, an instrumental part and then builds into this noisy feedback loud yeah. guitar thing. Right, yeah, yeah, I know. Sure. And, yeah, that was cool. And and then that dies away and then very slow, very quietly there comes this strumming guitar and there's yeah, there's this that, that that's when the real song begins. So and that's that's I guess my most personal uh, song personal. as far uh, as lyrics go. Yeah. Right. So I wrote that I wrote those lyrics in about 5 minutes in the middle of the night at three o'clock <laughs> and yeah that's that's the only time i did that and they don't rhyme and there's no rhyme yeah it's okay just, just me thinking out loud and you know stream of conscious yeah and maybe that helps you know waking up in the middle of the night yeah, writing right. it's, yeah. yeah well i just remember reading when i first started writing music in college i remember reading this book of exercises to improve your songwriting and one of them said have a journal and when you wake up put the first thing on there and I remember trying that and it was just shit. So I've, I've never done that. I've never done that again. Uh, and my handwriting is not that good anyway. So when I'm, you know, snoring away and yeah, but um, so one thing I like about your music is I feel like it's very carefully made in the compositions. Like, I feel like you spend a lot of time on it. Like, and you mentioned the first one was five years. This one, I mean, you had more time to, to get it done more quickly but um what is um this, this is a hard question to ask so i'm trying to think of a way to to ask it. yeah what um well so I, i'm going to split it up in two when it comes to the songwriting portion do you like write the melodies first do you like get an idea of the composition of the song first do you write the lyrics first like as best as you can how can you how do you how do you write a song? Usually, uh, it starts with uh, cor just chords, play, me playing chords and, and humming along. So that's how I start with the song. And okay. when I when I like that that humming and that playing yep. and the chords, I record that on my phone usually, and so I don't forget it. Um, right. And um, and then when I feel like it, I take that idea and and play it back, and and try to 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 
to write lyrics to that melody. And um, okay, yeah. so, yeah, so yeah, music first, uh, melody and, cor and chords, and then um, I put lyrics to that melody. Um, and I, re I, I usually spend a lot of time writing lyrics. It's, it's, yeah. I, think it, I think lyrics are really important. I used to think that they weren't important, that they were just part right. of the song or of the melody. And of course they're part of the song, but they're, they're yeah, they're, I think they're really important. And I like telling stories, making up stories and, and telling yeah. them. And um, so I spent a lot of time writing lyrics, sometimes weeks, right. and, 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 and really refining them. And, um, and then I, I record that. So I, write, I record that basic guitar and, and vocals and, and with, with the lyrics, with the new lyrics. And um, I tried to make that sound good as right. I think my, I always try to make the, the like the, what do you call that? The 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 bass, um, the the basic instruments, the vocal and the guitar. I try yeah. to make that sound really good. Right. So yeah. at, so when you listen to that, it has to be, it has to sound good. You know, it has to sound good right. already w without any extras. Right. So that's what I try. Oh, first. I see and the found like the foundational parts. Like, yeah, the foundation part. Yeah, really of, the song have to be good. So like it could be an acoustic song, and then I try to uh, think of you know what can I do to make this sound to make this song better and um, what guitar parts can I add or, 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 or harmonies, vocal harmonies or, or an organ or a piano or whatever. And then I slowly build that song into uh, okay. a point that I think, okay, now I can't add anything else because it's, will go, there'll be too much. It'll be too much. And yeah. I start bringing it down again. So I start to um, deleting things. So um, okay. what, so how um, will the song still be good if I take this part away? Will right. it still be good if I take that away? And then I just, you know, take things out and, and, and I keep doing that until I'm almost back at the start and only have some, some few right. notes left and right going on. And, and, and right. that's my song. Then. Right. Yeah, that's and an interesting way to do it for sure. It's like uh, you can have a little fun with it, but at the end of the day, you want to bring it down to a, like a nice good sounding song that doesn't have uh too many that doesn't have unneeded parts to it that's it yeah exactly and i like to what i like when i listen to music myself to, to music of others when i like what i like about music is when i listen to it once i hear the song and 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 the and the, and the, and the total of the song and when i listen to it again you start hearing all these extras and and these things that you didn't hear here the first time. And then you, you play it again and you hear right. new things. And, and it, I like that in music. I like yeah. when I'm being surprised by, by the, yeah. the song. Yeah. And, and I like to do that myself in, in music. I like to uh, surprise the listener or something. Yeah, and those are the types of songs that held up, that hold up best to repeated listens. You know, the ones where there's almost too much going on, you know, you're bound to get sick of hearing that eventually. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, so when you go um, now, when you're in the studio, because I know that your uh, your profession, along with you do your own music, but you're also a engineer and musician by trade. Um, well, well, we'll get to that in just a little bit. But my question is, um, what was my question? I just had it. I do that all <laughs> the time as I get old. Um, what? Um, I, you know, I forgot what it was. <laughs> uh oh, uh, it was a good one too. Oh, okay, no, no, this this is what it is. Like when you're 
when you're in the studio itself, finishing up the album, like, what's your process in there? Like, you kind of, you talked about how you build a song, how you build the lyrics, how you build the foundations, and how you do kind of like an addition and subtraction type thing to get it exactly like you want it. Um, when you're actually in the studio and you're making the album that's going to be released, what's your what's your process there? And you can even be so specific as like, you know, um, do you do you like to record with other people in the room or do you like it to just be you? Uh, do you record better in the morning at the night? I mean, be as specific as you want. Okay. okay. The actual in studio making an album that's going to be released process. Wow. Uh, that's a, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, again, I start with, with, with recording my vocals and, and guitar and I usually, what, what I like, how I like doing that is by putting up a few mics to, um, to, to uh, uh, very direct mics. So one for the vocal, which is really right in front of me to record my voice as close okay. as possible and one in front of the guitar. And I play that simultaneously. So I sing and play at the same time. Yeah. And I record that at once. And I have like two um, room mics that capture the room that like okay. the, the, the um, like, like the, the, the vibe and the, 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 the sound the of the room. The ambience of the room. Yeah. So yeah. like you have, you, it sounds already like you're there with me. Yeah. I try to make it sound as, as, as direct, but also as roomy as possible. So right. that you, of the idea that when you listen to it especially on headphones that you're right there with me right and then i uh when i start adding instruments usually i go to um to harald which my, my friend who plays uh was like a really good guitar player yeah yeah and i, I play him my, i send him my song usually i send him an mp3 and he plays it and he either when he likes that he uh, or uh, or when he doesn't he it doesn't matter <laughs> he just oh. <laughs> it, he's, uh, he, he always can he, he always thinks of uh he always knows how to make uh, how to find exactly the right sound for, for right. my song so he's he's not only a good guitar player but he also knows how to make guitars sound exactly like they have to sound for that particular part in that particular song right and um so I send him that MP3 and he, he, he starts, you know, thinking of what he can do to add to that song. And then yeah. he, uh, we, we, we keep in contact and then we make an, uh, like a, 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 we set a date and he comes over to my studio or I go yeah. over there to his house or whatever to his, um, he has this new uh, shed in his garden where he can yeah. record. So I go there or, or he, he goes here and then we record his guitar uh, which is always electric, an electric, electric guitar. Um, and I usually just put one mic in front of it. Um, really simple. Right. And, and when I mix it in into my, with my foundation, you know, the vocals and the, and the, and the guitar, um, yeah. I always try to make, uh, try to add room to his guitar. So in, right. in the mix, so I'm trying to make it sound as if it was recorded right here, which it sometimes right. is. Yeah. At his home. So I always try to make it sound as if it's in this room right here with me while I played guitar, while I was playing guitar and singing. Right. So, so the ultimate goal is to make it sound as if it's all been played together in the same room at the same time. Good. Okay. Even if it isn't. Uh, Even if it isn't. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, I love that about recording. Yeah. You can, you can do whatever you want, man. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the cool thing about recording. It, it really is. Um, you can, 
yeah. can mess around and, and, and do whatever you like. Yeah. And I've told, I've told people before, um, they're like, yeah, you know, people who don't even have, would have no reason to understand the recording process and, and just enjoy to listen to music. Uh, I've told some people before, like, yeah, when you hear an album, the guitar could have been recorded in, in, in uh, Germany. The other side of the world. The other yeah. side of the world. And, and the vocals were recorded in Australia. And, and they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, that's, that's how it's done. <laughs> and so it's it's part especially, of especially now during COVID, it's, yeah. it's how music is made right now. It's, but yeah, that's been going on for years, you know, yeah. why not? You know, if it sounds good, it sounds good. Yeah. I was thinking and, when you, uh, when you said you had a room mic, I would love to do that, but like I live right outside of the city. Like I can see skyscrapers. And if I did that, I'd hear like honk, 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 you know, <laughs> get the fuck out of the way, pal, you know. And a Which, gunshot, maybe you know. So <laughs> could add, it could add to your song, but yeah, kind of depends yeah, on what maybe. you're making. Yeah, a gunshot especially. But um, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> I have heard gunshots, but um, like wow. where where is your house? In the, do you kind of live in the country? Do you live in the city? Yeah, yeah, okay. country, country. Yeah. So we live near a river. Um, nice. and, um, which is nice. Yeah. But there's a lot of tourists here on bikes. Oh, there are. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, which is, which I don't mind. I don't mind, but, um, but you know, it's countryside. So there's a lot of tractors and, and things uh, oh. driving, driving around here. So we can, I can hear that in here. So I have this, uh, I have insulation right here in my studio, which kind yeah. of, uh, work both ways so they keep the sound inside here inside right. but also outside so keep it, you're right exactly it, yeah. keep it out so it's really quiet here um good setup yeah though so, you know i have to close the door if i don't close the door i can hear tractors and i can hear people mowing their lawn and okay. stuff like that well yeah. you're you're really in the country i haven't heard a tractor in five years <laughs> so oh wow yeah. oh no it's it's tractor day every day here yeah. oh nice um well that's that's kind of a side note but um now no now that the album's finished um well, oh no let me let me back up a bit because i i already brought it up and i said i would ask later but what i know that you did soundtracks and scoring for commercials you've sent me some commercials yeah are you still doing that uh yeah but not as i'm not as not on a daily basis but yeah okay. i still do it not now and then yeah okay how have you been making your money during covid not i haven't <laughs> well i have but not a lot i don't yeah i have been doing some commercial things okay. uh, i've been doing this thing for a um what do you what do you call it they made they make these 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 garden tools okay. and i've done some music for that and some sound design for for those commercials okay yep so i've been doing i've been doing some 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 of some uh projects but um no i've not been really not as busy as before not as busy but you know i've I've become uh, a father since uh, late 2019. So that's, that's kind of, yeah. that has really changed my life as far as it's pretty time consuming having a daughter in the house. Right. Okay. I wasn't sure how, how, um, how old your, your daughter was. Yeah. She's now, ele she's 11 months now. So oh, she's, she's, uh, brilliant. Okay. she's a handful. You're right. <laughs> yeah. You're in the beginning stages. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just starting. Yeah. But yeah, so that was kind of, especially in the beginning, that was really time consuming and yeah. I couldn't really get any work done, okay. um, which I was okay with, you know, I liked it, um, being yeah. a father, doing that, you know, and um, right. but slowly I got, got more uh, time and, and uh, 
So now she's going to daycare a few days a week and I have more time uh, to, to do whatever, what, what I want. You can work on um, your music and work yeah, on your music. Yeah, and projects and, and, and make money. <laughs> uh, do, do you guys get, uh, does, does, uh, your, does your homeland give you money during COVID? Uh, no. Well, you can apply for, 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 um, for something, but I haven't done that. It's you haven't done that. Okay. I wasn't sure. Um, so it's, it's been an adjustment for, I mean, all, all musicians, uh, for sure. Um, now, uh, what was I going to say, but you've told me before that you don't, you, it sounds like at the end of the day, you like to make recorded music best. Like you don't love to perform live, uh, I, well, I did, I, I did perform live with, with bands before, um, okay. I was in a, in a band, uh, in a rock band and we played like, we didn't play a lot, but we played like a few times a month for, for years. And, uh, okay. I like, I like that. I, I really liked it. Were you the but, lead? Yeah. Yeah. In guitar and guitars, guitar and, 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 and singing. Yeah. And, um, and Harold, my friend who plays with me on uh, Salas de Dirt, uh, he yeah. was uh, also in that band. So that's how we know each other. Okay. And um, uh, and I like that. I like playing live, but, you know, um, we didn't get anywhere. We didn't, we were, there was this ceiling, almost like the ceiling that we were, right. couldn't break through, you know? And, and so I, and I felt that. And so, so I decided to uh, to stop playing to, to quit the band and, 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 and start and don't play live for a while. Right. Um, but not playing live for a while turned into not playing live at all. At all. Yeah. That's so what I haven't played. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't played live for five years now, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Five, yeah. Five years, 2015. If things, yeah. if things calm down and we can play live again in 2021, are, are you going to do any sort of like uh uh, concert series or play out for to promote your new album maybe i i'm i've been thinking about doing like yeah. live streams or 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 yep. yeah or, or yeah on youtube or facebook or whatever um i would like that yeah but i have to look into that and how i'm gonna do it right. because um uh, i've been you know recording and playing live are two very different beasts uh, as you know yeah um, you record yeah. yourself and you play live so you know you know that when you record you when you make a mistake or when you think, Oh no, that's not exactly like I want it. You can do it again and you, you do can it do it again and, again and again and again and again until you think, okay, this is it. Right. But life you can't. And I'm right now I'm in that mindset of, yeah. of playing and thinking, Oh no, that's not it. And, and then I stop, you know, yeah. now you can do that life. You can't do that. You, you have to go that. on. I, I, so I, I, know to, I, I know I have this and I bet you do too. Perfectionism, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh geez. If you have that of, playing live is, is tough. People don't even notice when you make mistakes live, unless they're a musician too. Unless they're a musician, yeah. Yeah, but it drives me crazy. Whereas in the studio, I like to make mistakes in the studio as long as I fix them, uh, mm -hmm. you know, because it's part of the creative process. Whereas live, I mean, I do like playing live. It is fun. But um, there is that freeze up. I mean, I remember doing shows and thinking they were terrible and people like wow that was the best i've seen you play and i'm like <laughs> whereas if you make record an album you're like you know if it's good or not <laughs> you yeah. know if you succeeded um do you now if you were given the opportunity to play if they said it is now safe to perform live would you play at a bar or a coffee shop for this album 
if uh, if if I can get uh, Harald along, my, my guitar player, okay. then yeah, definitely. I'm not as not too confident about doing it on my own right now. Oh, okay. But yeah, if I if you can if he wants to come along, then I'm yeah for sure. Okay. Yeah. What um th this this might be uh, useful for me because I want to help you with the get the album out there, but like um, what would be your what would be your top goal like? For instance, when I made my like Halloween album, which was like made on a iPhone, basically, you know, it was super raw. But I just wanted to like, I was like, if a hundred people who really like Halloween and want to kind of get scared during a, a year when you can barely leave your house, mm -hmm. then I'll feel really good about that. And I think I accomplished that. Is there anything that you want to accomplish similarly with this album? Like, if I could have A, B, C, or D happen, then oh, wow. I haven't thought about it like that way, to be honest. Okay. Um, not sure. I don't. I don't know that. No, I don't have an answer to that. To do you? Do you? Maybe this will help. Do you like? Are you hoping to get into the hands of more people who like country music? Because I know you don't like the the goth. The goth. Yeah. I mean, well, I I like goth, but I'm not a goth. Well, yeah. like like I'm not. It's I'm not limiting for you. I do, I do admire. Yeah, I do admire uh, goth music. I mean, I, I I do get it, but I'm not. I wouldn't listen to it um, too, for too long. Um, right. Yeah. But yeah, if I can get into the country scene a bit more, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I that's what I really would like. Mm -hmm. And well, maybe there's another thing. I would like to release my album um, uh, on vinyl, maybe physically, because I've never you. released I've never released my album on vinyl, on music on vinyl. Yeah, um, oh, that'd be a great idea. That sounds I would good. love to do that. I've you know if my my previous album Tales of Woe, I wanted to re release that on vinyl. And um, but you know it's very expensive to very do that. Expensive. And yeah. you know when, when it's your first album, it's not a very good idea to release it on vinyl. Right. Nobody knows who you are, and you're not going to be able to sell anything. So, but so I had this. but even then, it would be nice to have. Like if it wasn't yeah. expensive, like I wouldn't you even have care to... if I sold ten copies. Like I'd probably no, just but, go away but, after a while. Yeah, but you have to like press at least a hundred or maybe even two hundred. I, I think don't know what, what the limit is. But yeah, yeah, and the money and it only goes down in price if it goes up in quantity. Exactly. Which is like, well, I mean, I don't, I have, I don't have 200 fans. <laughs> you know? that's, that's the thing. That's right. it. And, you know, I can, and the other thing is I can have them pressed here in Europe, right. but most of the people that listen to my music are in the States. They're in the States. So if someone in the States wants to buy a vinyl album, then I have to send it there. And that's right. like, I don't know, $15 in shipping yeah. costs. And the right. mail system right now is pretty screwed up <laughs> like yeah i sent some soap to somebody in germany and it took two months to get to them before wow. covid it before covid it took a week sometimes but yeah be, wow. be careful if you go that route you know you mentioned yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah one thing that they're gonna they're gonna roll out they're experimenting it with it now but they're gonna roll out a live streaming resource on Bandcamp where you can sell tickets oh. through Bandcamp. Wow. yeah i think something like i haven't that. heard about that. yep yep they, I, I guess that would be really great. Yeah, and I guess they they might if it if it can if it tests well they might release it in January, so stuff like that would would be fun. Cool, that's really cool. That's a really great idea. Yeah, um, I do think Bandcamp has these um, um, beta versions that they um, because they they also have a vinyl service which is a beta thing which uh, not everyone can use because I've you that's can right. apply for it. 
Uh, but I haven't heard. I haven't heard. From oh, did you apply? Yeah, I think Bandcamp yeah, was run by like two guys too. So yeah, they probably <laughs> just so you know have a stack this high. I hope they do that because that would be handy if they had a had a thing like that. Um, but uh, so um, uh, another question. This one I meant to ask earlier, but um, we've we've kind of, we've gone over your creative process, some of the ways you want to promote the album and get it out there. Um, uh, you know, uh, how you would perform live music with your guitarist. Oh, this is my question. I think people for the, um, in America who would listen to you would find this interesting. How would you describe the music scene where you are? Uh, like, is it a lot of coffee shops? Is it a lot of bars? Uh, is there, is there one? And <laughs> <laughs> You mean in the Netherlands? Yeah. In the Netherlands. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There are, there are, there are, there are venues here. There's a lot of venues. There's okay, a big, good. there's, yeah. The music industry, the music, um, the underground music industry is really alive here. Um, so I'm more into underground music than, than into pop and, yeah. and, and popular music. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of venues here um, that where artists play and, and bars of, of course uh, are everywhere. Okay. Um, yeah, you can play wherever you want. Basically, every city and every town has a as a as a stage where you can play. Yeah. But so they do have like uh, they have they probably have like big venues where like you two would play, and then like indie indie venues for places like ourselves, people like ourselves. Exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's or they have, they, they, or they have a main stage, like a main uh, venue, and then they have um, a separate uh, stage next to the main stage, which is in a different uh, location, but you know, next to it, and then next you can it, play yeah. there as a as like a um, like a what do you call it, like a like a support act. You can mm -hmm. play there, and then the main artist plays on the big stage. You oh no, kid. Okay. Sometimes they have yeah, they have things like that. Oh. Yeah. And then you can do an after show, maybe. There's this thing in a, a town nearby. They have this really big stage for, for like really big artists. And then next to it, they have the small stage. And so they usually pick an artist, a local artist who plays there and who opens the, the evening. And then you have, when that show ends, then the, the main artist plays in the big, in the big, on the big stage. Right. And then there's after show after the main act and the other stage uh, played by a, another local artist, which is a really good way to, to, that is a good way to do it. Yeah. You can, um, you can promote local artists that way, which is a really cool concept. Right. Yeah. Here they don't Here Everything is always done. If you open for a band, like a, uh, a smaller band opens for a big band, you always share the same stage. Uh, oh, we have that too here, here yeah, too, but yeah, the, but they have those other options. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm sure you have plenty of record stores and uh, places to find music and all that. Yeah, they're dying. They're dying out a bit, but oh, they're really? still okay. there. Yeah, you know, streaming, you know, yeah. streaming is taking over everywhere. But yeah, uh, but they're nearby, a town nearby has um, like this big vinyl um, shop. There's a big vinyl uh, store where you can buy like vinyl records from the 70s for I don't know, a few bucks, which is really cool. And I yeah. like to go there and like really go through all the records. And that's a really a nice place. And you see that more and more, which I really like. I think it's a good, it's a good thing that vinyl is kind of making a comeback. Yeah, uh, it is. Right. And, um, replace, not, not replacing CD maybe, but CD is kind of dying out. I think people don't really yeah. buy CDs anymore. I don't, how's that much. there over there? 
when I print, when I pressed my Halloween CD, I did ask the, the company. Um, it was a smaller one. I was like, has business been good? And they said, yeah, it's been fantastic. Okay. Um, I just think that um, CDs, it, it depends. I think with vinyl, all ages buy it now. Like I've seen young kids buy it, older people. I think with CD, it's usually 35 years old and above might buy yeah, a CD. I don't think too many kids are, are buying a CD. No. Um, like uh, the thing, I don't like streaming that well. I like Bandcamp. Spotify, I like their playlists because they're usually pretty accurate to what I like. But I, I, you know, I don't like their economic model. No. But um, what I do like about streams is I like when somebody will like email me like, hey, you got to hear this or I just discovered this. That I really like because it's immediate yeah. where, you know, with physical media, they could say like, hey, if you stop by my house, I'll give you this CD, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I like the immediacy of, of that. But um, if physical media died out completely, I would be very depressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, but you're right. That that's a good thing about Spotify. You can and what I like about also about about it is that they have this algorithm that that says you like this song, so yeah. maybe you like this artist too. Yeah. And at first I didn't like that because I want to decide what I like myself. Exactly. But I but I've discovered a few a few pretty cool artists that way. So I kind of started to to switch to okay, I maybe I like that system. Yeah. But I don't like their economic system. I don't like that they pay you for like what is it? What is it? Zero zero point zero zero <laughs> zero zero point shit, basically. Yeah. Point shit per play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a micro royalty, but yeah, I think it's yeah. it's like several zeros followed by three three or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So it's a lot of zeros, and then yeah. So you have to have, I think I read somewhere, no, that was the art. I think you shared an article a while ago that yeah. said like, you have to get like 600,000 plates to get minimum wage, something like that per, per that, month something like, or per day even, no per month, I think. Isn't so that's that like crazy. That's yeah. And that's not for us, man. That's for, that's for like big bands. That's, that's for the big, big artists. Yeah. yeah. And um, another, um, Another thing with Spotify, I remember some friend of mine, he's a good guy, but he's pretty conservative. And he's like, um, Spotify hasn't even made a profit yet, so they can't pay you. I'm like, I don't give a fuck if they make a profit. <laughs> like, oh, like, who are they? a billionaire, you know, give me and, some you know, money, you ass. And it's, your, and it's your music, man. Right, exactly. So, and I think you said this, I remember that article, and you mentioned that you thought Spotify um, has – kind of a culture where rather than encouraging carefully made music, they kind of want it like right now, uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I think they, I think that someone, a CEO of Spotify said something like um, as an artist, you can't, you can't uh, make one, you can't release one album a year or one, right. one every few years. You have to keep making new songs and keep, putting out songs and it's about quantity for them, not about quality, which right. is really bad. bad it attitude. is. Yeah. I and mean, some people might like it, but I, I don't, I was, I no, was, it, they, they've reduced um, uh, music to, to background music, to which is background. Yeah. yeah just, you probably would rather like get a drink and, you know, get the vinyl out and the nice speakers and just zone yeah, out man. for a long time. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. Spotify is not for music lovers. Spotify is for oh. music uh, users or something. I don't know. Yeah. People who want it, who really use it as background noise or right. to, or to, yeah. 
just to, right. to be to not not have to to think you know and i like to listen to music and, and really enjoy yeah. the song and, and and think about what 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 what's the song about and what's the album about and 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 be taken on a journey almost right and that's, and that's not a spotify and and spotify has this playlist uh culture where you have one song that's featured by by right. by, by, by an artist and then the next song is by another artist which right. which can work um yeah. but that's not how i uh, enjoy music and oh. i think you 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 don't that's not how you listen to music either i mean you probably oh. like to listen to albums rather than yeah singles, I, I think oh for sure yeah like uh, unless if somebody makes me a mix album i love that and oh yeah sometimes spotify though like like you said like i didn't like the idea of them saying you're gonna like this but then i listen i'm like oh yeah this is incredible like this is cool yeah this is, i like this yeah have you so. have heard of the it's a folk singer from the 60s and 70s he was a native american like very openly named link l-i-n-k ray w-r-a-y have you heard of him i think i've seen a documentary about him yeah i had never heard of him and i had like i was feeling lazy so i just like pushed you know whatever they recommended and it played and he is fantastic wasn't he right like a really good guitar player or he's a really good guitarist yep but he was a good yeah. singer he did some cool percussion stuff so I, I i agree with you spotify sucks but sometimes they do come through for you <laughs> yeah absolutely oh yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. like I, I want to make a country album but you know it will be it won't be like a happy clappy country album. okay it will yeah just have this dark thing in there which i can't shake which will always be part of whatever yeah. i do yeah. nothing wrong with that yeah. no nothing wrong with it but you know it's kind of it's either yeah you can it, it, it's a blessing or you know or a curse i don't know um but it will always whatever i write will always have some darkness right too. but that's you know I, I like it um but yeah country and uh, i think that's the direction that i'm one ahead with 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 uh with with an eventual third album okay. Um, and, um, yeah, maybe when, when this album is released, this, this new album, uh, I'm going to make some videos with some songs, which, you know, I'm really bad at planning. You know, normally you, you release a few singles with a video and right. then you release the album, but I usually <laughs> release an album and then make videos. Which oh is, yeah. Yeah. The, what's it, the wrong way around, but it's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm with you. It's, uh. I mean, there's only so much time in the day when you're when you're working on an album for so long, you get kind of jumbled, and so planning it yeah. exactly this way is that's I guess that's why people have managers, but yeah, I think so too, and 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 labels, yeah. Do but you, uh, yeah, the first single that I released of this, you know, "Flowers on the Grave," the yeah. first single of this album had like this stop motion video that I made with my yeah, my that was really cool. Partner. I saw that. That was yeah, it's super Thanks. creepy. I liked it. I mean, I mean, as a compliment. <laughs> Yeah, no, cool. Thank you. But we worked on that for like a month, I think, or even longer. And um, I kind of lost track of time. So we worked on that like way too long. And uh, I could have spent that time maybe working on the album a bit more instead right. of making a video. Um, so I decided to to uh, not make a video for, for the uh, second single, Devils in Town. Um, okay. And um, so I'm just, I just decided to finish the album and maybe make some videos afterwards. Because I like making videos that, you know, add to the vibe of the to the tip right. to the story of the song, um, either with stock uh, movies, stock uh, images, of footage, or or or, right. or make um, I don't know a stop motion video like I did like I did with um, 
flowers on their grave. So did you make, so, so you controlled the puppets on that one? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. I was like, that's really. Oh, you didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I thought you hired like a, like a professional. No, no, no. I have the puppets, uh, not here. No, they're upstairs. Oh man. But yeah, we we bought this this clay that literally like a, literally a box of clay, like three boxes or four boxes of clay with four different colors. Yeah, and it's like um, you have to make like you have to have you have to take a um, like a thin wire, like a steel wire, and you yeah. make it a bit stronger by by putting a few wires together. Right, and you put some clay on that until it has the shape of of a puppet. No kidding. And, and then my I, girlfriend, she made all the faces and all the clothing with, yeah. with, some, with some cloth, and she 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 made that look cool. And then I printed out like uh, a background for a church and a background with um with what was the other one with the the inside of a church, yeah, and a grave and a graveyard, and I used that as a backdrop. As a backdrop, right? It's almost like some, Tim Burtony, you know, just like really, yeah. really creepy and and but kid like in a creepy way <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not too it's not too good i mean if i would show it to a professional uh stop motion uh maker then you would probably probably laugh but it was effective i, I mean yeah for sure i, I liked that that was pretty i was like wow oh, thanks uh, so um that must have taken a long time yeah like five weeks or so yeah yeah so really long and you have to make you have to put you have this puppet and then you have to if you want to make it move then you have to do this take a picture yeah that. take a picture take a picture so you have to take like 100 200 pictures for like 10 seconds 10 seconds yeah. what um what did you use like an iphone or yeah just my iphone 5 i think so okay. an old iphone that i had at the, at the time and there's this app called i think it's just called stop motion you're and right you can, and it's it, really it goes, simple it shows the, like the shadow so you can line it up right yeah it gives you, so you can iPhone. see yeah you can see the the previous picture so you can you take a picture and you see the previous one and you can see if you move your puppet just a little bit you can see how it moves um, in relation to the previous picture so you can see exactly where you're going which is a cool system yeah I'll, but I'll it's, a, it's download that that, that could, that could be uh, tedious but fun <laughs> it was really fun to do uh really tedious uh, exactly it took yeah. a lot of time and uh, a lot of stress uh, <laughs> And I've destroyed a lot of puppets, and my girlfriend had to remake them. Is, so, she, uh, was, is she an artist too? No, no, no. But she liked helping. She, she liked, liked helping. helping. Yeah, okay. but she, she made me the clothes. Things. Sorry. You said she made the clothes and stuff for it, though. The clothes and uh, yeah, okay. and the faces of the puppets. Yeah. 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 Awesome. She helps me out a lot, but with my songs as well, with my lyrics, she's really good at English. Her English is better than mine, and uh, especially. Um, our grammar is much better so when, better. when i when i write stuff it's usually it's not that good grammar is not so good so i, I got you yeah or just the, the translation um so you guys are like a i know it's like a tom waits and kathleen uh brennan oh. team yeah they do everything together so. oh, okay cool <laughs> i didn't know that yeah yeah all of tom waits and, and the thing is they never have uh divulged who does what but they both get the songwriters credits and stuff so oh wow so when people say tom waits is the best lyricist you're like uh uh, uh he, he and uh, his wife yeah <laughs> oh wow i didn't know that that's cool that you have that system uh uh going on um so so you think you'll do another video like you think it will be a puppet one or 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, if I have time, you know, maybe my daughter can help me out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know which song I'm going to do yet, but yeah, that's maybe a next, uh, uh, like an in-between thing. And, 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 but I'll keep working on new, new material, new music. And um, yeah, which is more country, more country than, than country. what I did. Yeah. So yeah. there's definitely going to be a third album, um, but yeah. I don't know when or how <laughs> do you think the sound like do you do you think you'll have um would you ever do an album that had more of a almost like a country like with more drums and and more uh yeah yeah definitely band drums. Stuff? Okay. yeah so drums um a steel guitar uh a pedal steel um pedal steel. You um, pedal steel sorry do you have a pedal steel I know, no man, that's a hard instrument to play. I can't it, yeah. play that. I have a friend who does that, who can play pedal steel. He's really good. Yeah. Um, I've tried it, but I, it's it's so hard. It's yeah. so hard. Expensive instrument too. Yeah, uh, but it, it makes a country song. I mean, that Hawaiian type sound, you know, that appeared on so many yeah. country albums. Yeah, it's 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 an immediate country vibe that you get. Like uh, you have to play just one little thing and it's it's a country song you know right it's a really cool instrument i wish i could play it but it's uh yeah. i think it takes a long time to um to ma to master it right yeah and the ones that i see who are good are like really good um i remember when you did my swimming hole song though there was um i think it was lap steel uh did you play lap steel on that I think it was just slide guitar. Just slide, just sl okay. slide on my uh, on one of my electric guitars. Okay, there's yeah. this really nice thick like brrr, type thing. Since I'm pretty new at the slide guitar, I, the other day I was trying to figure out how to get that sort of. Uh, oh wow! It almost has like a bounce to it, you know. Brrr. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hang on. No, I think I play. And that's an acoustic slide. Now that I think of it, is that's that what this, it was? That was my. Um, where is it? It was this one, this okay. guitar, which is a. Uh, like a, this is a recording king. It's an acoustic guitar. Oh wow! Um, is that nylon strings? No, it's uh, uh it's, it's brown. Western. Braille. Yeah. Okay. But it's um, yeah. Oh yeah, sounds good. That's I use the it. sounding guitar. This I use this one on on the new album. Oh, okay. Oh, I like song. how it sounds. Yeah. That is a it's sweet a, guitar right there. It, it's just an it's a new guitar, so it's not like a like a vintage uh, expensive one. It's like a re, it's a really cheap mm -hmm. one. But it sounds uh, it sounds really good, and I think I use this one on your song, yeah. Oh, okay. And, um, with a with a slide with a like this um, with this thing right here. Hang on, that is like with this thing. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. I got got several of those. Yeah. Yeah, and then I just played like a really minimal. Uh, that right there. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know what I played, but yeah. Is that tuned to uh, standard tuning right now? This standard tuning, yeah. Standard tuning, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can see some nice, some nice lap steel or even um, pedal steel on on some of your future more country type tunes. Uh, a lot of those old country singers just had such vintage mics too. So when you hear that Hank Williams sound, yeah, I know a lot of that is you know he had a specific mics and all that. So. I also think that back then they, I'm not sure about this, but I have this theory that um, people that worked for radio and broadcasting in general and, and artists, recording artists, 
had a specific voice that they were actually selected um, for their voice. I mean, if you listen to, to, to people that talk uh, on, on, on all broadcasts, they have this high pitched, almost nasal pitchy penetrating voice. And Hank Williams, if you listen to Hank Williams, he had a really, it, it, you know, it penetrates your, yeah, it commands attention immediately. Yeah. And it has a really specific voice. And I, I almost, I'm not sure, but I think that, they were almost never selected but on right. their voice because because of the equipment that they had back then i mean yeah. the recording equipment wasn't capable of recording low right the nuances and all that yeah the no exactly the highs and the lows weren't there so you had to have a vocal range that was right in between there right so i think that's why a lot of artists from those days have this a lot of mid frequencies in their voice just that's how they sounded right i think that's I'm not sure about that, but it's very typical that a lot of country artists from those days sounded like that. And that's not, not just because of the equipment, but I think it's how they were. Yeah. That, 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 that's funny. Cause that's, I mean, even without proof that has to be true because like what other options did they have? If they had some, so if they heard some person singing, it was completely whispery and too low. Or you wouldn't be high, able to record that. You wouldn't be able it. to record it. Right. Or if you had like a really booming low voice, you, right. you wouldn't be able to hear it. Right. And that's the, compl- like the, the Robert Johnson ones. Like um, one reason a lot of people don't listen to it, including me, is that the recording quality was so minimal that you can barely hear them sometimes. Yeah. You know, it, but it, I kind of like that vintage appeal now, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to consider back then as to how to, they recorded it and I think your I think your theory has to be right. <laughs> so so my final question, uh, both for the, uh, the podcast, but also this, I think this would be fun in the press kit. Like, is there an ideal setting that you think listeners would best enjoy the album? Like, should they listen to it sipping a whiskey in the mm-hmm. next to a bonfire, or like, uh, how, how how do you think they could have the most enriching experience of your of your uh of your album oh wow um yeah just sit back i think in a in a in a really comfortable chair and uh maybe yeah maybe a bottle of whiskey yeah. <laughs> would be, wouldn't be a bad idea right something um, to, sorry something to sip and enjoy and, and yeah I, yeah yeah and really yeah it's it's that's the album that's what i think it's not background music it's not suitable yeah. as background music so you have to really uh, if you yeah pay attention maybe to the lyrics to the music and there's a lot of um, what I like and I said it before what I like to do when I re- when I produce uh, music and write music I like to add like nuances left right. and right and, and here and there oh panning and all that yeah yeah that you don't pick up uh, uh, on the first listen but maybe the second time or the third time so um and that's that's what I like to 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 do when I when I make music to 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 surprise uh, the listeners and to to um, maybe even um, give them like a reward for listening to my music. You know, here's yeah. a little sound over there that you wouldn't have heard it if you right if you only listened to my song once, but you listen to it again, so now you hear it. So I like to I like that, and. Um, so yeah, the ideal setting would be, I think, maybe even headphones, like really good headphones, yeah. and sit back and and relax and just shut out all the the the, the rest of the world, right? And close your eyes, curtains down, 
lights out. Yeah. The second time I heard it, the first time I heard it, I was driving, and it actually was pretty a pretty good feel for that. And that's that's how I am most attentive with music is when I'm driving, oh, yeah. or when I'm sitting at home with the drink, you know, and 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 listening. But the second time I was reading uh, uh, before bed, and I had headphones on, and it sounded really good with headphones, and I noticed some of the panning and some of the dynamics and all that. Yeah, a lot of people listen to music on headphones nowadays. Um, that's I guess because of, of mobile phones, you know, um, um, which can be, which is, I think not necessarily a bad thing um, no. No. because you can really make things sound really direct and, and, and really um, put a lot of things in there that you don't hear um, on, on speakers, or at least not as good. So, uh, so I try to, to take that in account when I, when I write and, and, and produce music um, right. to, to, to have it sound cool on, on headphones. Right. So, um, but but it, of course, that's to sound good on speakers as well. Um, but yeah, th- that's how I listen to music nowadays uh, on headphones mainly. On headphones, yeah. Yeah. It, I, well, 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 uh, well put. Um, well, uh, I guess the only thing is, there anything else you want to add, both to listeners, but also uh, when I when I write things up for you <laughs> that that we oh. you feel good about it. I feel pretty good about this. Um, not sure what I want to add. I don't think, I think we've covered it all. Yeah. 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 Um, but I mentioned the, the, it's usually the third or fourth listen that I really start listening to the lyrics and all yeah. of that. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you know what, if I had any observations and all that, but, cool. uh, well, cool. Well, good to finally talk to you <laughs> in, uh, face to face. Likewise. Uh, likewise. Um, and and you're available on um, on. Uh, are, do you have you have a website that you don't use a ton? I have I have a website silasdeadirt.com. So okay, and yeah. Bandcamp and and Bandcamp and which is on there. There's, there are links on there on the on the website. Um, and I'm gonna update my website um, pretty soon. I think this week with some new um, with a you know announcement for the new album. Awesome. Um, so yeah, the release is going to be uh, January the eighth, um, and uh, but but I think I'm going to put it on Bandcamp just a bit ahead of that. Okay. Um, as kind of a thank you for all the people on Bandcamp that 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 listen and buy my music. I mean, okay. that's a different breed. People on Bandcamp, those are different. Yeah. Oh people. yeah. Well, I like. The, I've heard it compared like people who uh, like Bandcamp is like the Etsy of uh, music websites. Uh, and I think that's, and I think that's why I like it. I mean, I go on, I spend more money than I should on Etsy uh, and Bandcamp. I do buy from record stores mostly. I mean, there's one right down the road, but um, I do like going on Bandcamp. I found your music on Bandcamp. Yeah. Um, there's a country singer, Sarah Shook. That's one of my favorites. I found her on Bandcamp. Um, there's a lot of punk bands I still like. Um, I'm pretty out of touch with that scene, but I do like it still. Every bit of it I found on Bandcamp. So uh this interview has been very pro band camp. <laughs> yeah, which is which is a good thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, um, thanks for uh, having me. Oh, and, absolutely. Well, well, I'll have you on. I'll have you on again <laughs> when, oh, when the third one comes on. All right, um, great. And thanks again so much to Silas J. Dirge for joining us on the caravan. Thanks to you also for listening. At the end of these episodes, I'm going to share news keep you updated, tell a little bit more about the artist if need be, and uh, also I might sing a song or two of my own. 
So to find out more about Silas J. Dirge, best place to start is jankuiker.com. That's J-A-N-K-O-O-I-K-E-R.com. You can find out more about me, this podcast, and my own music at stovepipescaravan.com. And I also run a website and a blog that is at devilsmusic.net has a lot of great music on there. And there's also a nice, robust, and growing Facebook group. And you can be connected to that right through that website, which, again, is devilsmusic.net. All right, until next time, stay healthy, wash your hands, and take good care of each other.